0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast, welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling It's Like Poison for Your Ears. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, it's good to have you. It's going to be a quick one today, I just wanted to jump on, um, and uh, it'll still be, um, you know, it'll be quick for most of our shows. The last two weeks we've had an hour um, episode, and so, uh, you know, listen, some people like it. (laughs) but I'm sure and this is some people might argue that a normal half an hour episode feels like eight days Um, so thank you for that one if that's what you're thinking But. Um, yeah, so try to I'll try to make this one pretty quick, um, but, uh, but yeah, I wanted to um, hop on. This is an episode dropping today, Tuesday, so doing it kind of uh, really quick. Uh, we missed an episode last Friday, last week, um, and there is a reason for that, so I'm going to go over that, uh, you know, real quick, um, but yeah, the first time in the history of the show where we've done that, but listen, after 100 episodes, if only one time that's happened, you know. That's okay. Sometimes life happens, um, and wanted to you know get it at the top of this of the uh, show. Um, all the kind of uh, uh, depressing stuff because <laughs> it's uh, you know it's a kind of a comedy show. Um, though some would argue, is it ever really funny? Um, but uh, yeah, so it's, you know to start off, this is the checking in segment. Uh, Really kind of crazy, and by kind of I mean completely crazy, my parents got in a car accident on Thursday. So I was uh, driving on the way to do the podcast for last week, driving over to Mr. Brett Saxons, and uh, yeah, got a call. My parents had gotten into a really bad car accident. Somebody hit them, um, slammed into them, um, and yeah, totaled both cars and uh, totaled them. You know and so they went to uh, the hospital and I went and met them there. And, uh, and my mom had some you know some scrapes, but my dad really had the worst and the brunt of it. Um, and yeah, so that was that was crazy and intense. And so um, he is uh, still in the hospital. this is Tuesday, so that happened on Thursday, so he's still there. So yeah, I've spent a lot of time in the good old Mercy Hospital um, in Coon Rapids there but um yeah it was really really intense and he is recovering and doing way better and every day getting way better so that's uh that's great but um yeah been the whole family's been there spending you know time and hanging out with them and uh you know doing overnights um and uh yeah uh, in case you were wondering fraser is still on at 3 a.m and is uh, can be very comforting <laughs> at 3 a.m um whereas the uh um Furniture there is not very comforting, uh, but that's okay. You don't think of hospitals as something that's comforting. Uh, but I can tell you, and I'm checking in um, and giving people the hard-hitting facts of hospitals, that uh, hospital food is still still bad. So I can tell you it hasn't gotten any better at all as I've had that as my meal <laughs> for for uh, the last few days now. I um, also can tell you that Altoids... Uh, set off the metal detector um all the time so that's good to know also i should learn and then not carry the tin if i know that it sets it off right um yeah that's that's my bad but yeah so i've been at mercy hospital all these days and really gotten to know the staff there these nurses and doctors are uh amazing and really good obviously what they do they're professionals but uh all good people too uh, so that definitely, definitely helps. And so I'm getting to know all of them <laughs> quite a bit. And in fact, so much so that I went to a Target after to go uh, grab a Starbucks from within the Target. And uh, someone walked by and was like, I know you. And it was one of the nurses. So it's was like, ah, that's kind of, it makes sense. It was the Target nearby too. So it's like they probably live close, a lot of them. Um, but, yeah, one thing that this has definitely taught me is to be, you know, hyper-aware of driving. I always feel like I'm kind of aware. <laughs> you know, maybe I shouldn't be admitting this. I'm, I'm usually pretty aware and good. Uh, but this made me even more hyper-aware. And now I'm noticing, like, everything. I just feel like there's so many bad drivers out there. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of definitely heightens the senses. Um, but, yeah, and also, the you know, I was... This was very crazy, too. Like, you know, a lot of times, you know, you'll hang out with your, um, you know, loved one at the hospital. Other times you have to wait in the waiting room. So I was waiting in the waiting waiting room of uh, ICU, and I was next to this family and hanging out. And and I'm literally really, like, close next to them. And uh, um, a doctor comes in. And, you know, doctors give good news, but they also have to give bad news, unfortunately. And this doctor came in. And gave probably gave that family the worst news um, ever for their loved one that they didn't make it. And there was a part of me that was like, uh, "You couldn't have asked me to like like leave." I feel bad that the family had me there next to them hearing this stuff too. You know, um, it seemed. And there was a lot of people in the waiting room that they just said. I was kind of surprised by that. I thought maybe they would be a little more, um, you know gentle and like hey can we take you into a separate room to tell you this Um, completely life-changing information Um, but that was intense and also kind of pointed out to me like things you know so you know that stuff always death is going to happen but showed me that this moment too that was really bad for us um, is you know stuff can always be worse Um, and you know we can't outrun it you know death will hit all of us. That's the the fact. Um, But, uh, but really kind of put that into perspective, all the stuff that was happening. Um, But definitely feel for that for that family. Um, Just horrible. Um, And, and, uh, and it actually wasn't um, death, it was that they were on life support. And then they had to make a decision. Um, But, uh, but yeah, So, yeah, really crazy. Um, But, yeah, not a great way to start the show, but that's just, you know, how life is. Sometimes life happens. All right, from there, let's go to uh, movies. Um, Not a great segue. (laughs) You can't go from the most depressing stuff to, like, all right, let's talk about some movies. Uh, But that's what we're doing. Um, Also, too, throughout the podcast, um, I assume because today that I'm recording this on a Tuesday, I got an email from the apartment saying that they're doing um, alarm testing all day. So you might hear some alarms go on and off as they're testing it. But I just wanted to let you know. (laughs) Um, But... uh, There you go with that. So we'll start with, uh, for movies, Sisu. So that's the uh, um, action flick that is set in Finnish, Lapland, during World War II. And it's about a guy who's a gold prospector. And um, he fights an entire Nazi death squad. And it is great. A nonstop action movie. 90 minutes. The perfect length of movies. I've talked about this on the podcast so many times. But it is the perfect length for... For a flick especially this one um and it is non-stop action over the top gore so uh, i think a, a producer on it uh, is a producer from john wick so you definitely get the feelings of that in here too but uh but yeah really good um i'll give that a good for sure um so good or not good that's what we the rating system we give here at the podcast and that one's a definite good Um, Also, I saw a Personality Crisis One Night Only. This was a Martin Scorsese documentary. They bill it as a Martin Scorsese documentary, but really it's the family of David Johansson. If you don't uh, know him, he was Buster Poindexter, and he was the ghost of Christmas Past in Scrooged, one of my all-time favorite movies. But it's basically following this guy, David Johansson's career. He was a lead singer of the New York Dolls, um, and it's all kind of bookended with this uh, show and set that David Johansson did at uh, Cafe Carlisle um, from January 2020, good old 2020. So right before COVID shut everything down, they did this concert, and that was the part that Scorsese shot. And so that was his contribution. So it'll go back and forth from this concert um, or this uh, you know performance to – interviews from David Johansson and old um, recordings and old interviews and old performances uh, to get kind of a really good painting and background and history of David Johansson. And uh, I can highly recommend that too. So I'll give that a good as well. Um, Saw a couple David Lynch flicks um, over the week. Saw Lost Highway again. I've seen this movie probably five times. And I saw it as a kid and I wasn't able to kind of experience, uh, like actually appreciate it. But now I am, and I love it. It still doesn't make a lick of sense, but it is uh, a fun watch, an interesting watch. Um, got Gary Busey in there. Got Bill Pullman. Um, you got uh, um, Arquette, uh, Patricia Arquette. So she's awesome. Um, but uh, but yeah, definitely uh, check that out if you haven't seen any of David Lynch. That's a good one to see, along with Eraserhead, obviously, his first one. And I watched that. And I had seen pieces of it, but never seen it all in its entirety. So I finally did, sat down and watched it. And, yeah, it was every bit of uh, Lynch that I thought it would be. And, uh, yeah, nightmare fuel, that's for sure. Uh, Criterion Collection, this last week, they put on Jennifer Jason Leigh Collection on Criterion. So um, she's an actress that, you know, I've seen Fast Times, Ridgemont High... And Hateful Eight, of course. But I'd never seen too much of her. And so it's kind of cool because it's a little bit of film history and able for, you know, uh, an opportunity for me to kind of learn more about her and her performances. And so I saw a few flicks. One was Flesh and Blood from 1985, Paul Verhoeven, his, uh, one of his first American flicks, I think. He's the director of uh, RoboCop. But so he did that, and that one's really good. That's a historical uh, adventure flick and that's got uh, Bruno kirby in it too awesome uh but yeah really recommend that kind of really great nonstop action um and 85 pretty brutal um historical flick but check that out so flesh and blood i'll give a good um sister sister is this uh kind of gothic psychological horror flick and that's directed by bill condon Um, It stars uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh, of course, and Eric Stoltz. Uh, That one was, you know, that one's definitely dated. And I'm going to give Sister Sister uh, not good. Good or not good, not good. Um, Heart of Midnight with Steve Buscemi and Frank Stallone. That also I'll give uh, a not good doesn't really hold up. I like her performance in it. That's great. And st- seeing Steve Buscemi as just this horrible dude. Um, he's every performance he does is great. Um, and Frank Stallone as a detective in it. Not bad. Uh, there was this guy, this drunk guy at a bar one time. Really a drunk guy at a bar, and he uh, um, knew I was a producer on Dancing with the Stars, and he's like, uh, "You got to get Frank Stallone on." And he gave me Frank Stallone's uh, cell phone number, which I have right now in my cell phone. So, who knows? Maybe we do a, um, a prank call to Stallone at some point. <laughs> uh, then Miami Blues, which is uh, um, a, uh, a kind of crime, com- I guess comedy flick, and uh, that's directed by George Armitage um, based on the novel Above the Same Name by Charles Williford, and that's got uh, Alec Baldwin... Fred Ward and Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh that one too is uh very dated and I guess it's more of a cult flick now and it's good. It's good to see but um all in all it's not uh you really have to stick with it. Um so I'm going to give uh, Miami Blues a not good as well. So there you go. Those are movies for the week. All right, from there, some random news. We love doing uh, Guinness World Records here on the program, so I'll start with a Hungarian billiards enthusiast who broke a Guinness World Record by getting a cue ball to spin for 47.13 seconds. So, yeah, just when you thought we had already found the dumbest world record, (laughs) welcome to today. (laughs) Uh, So the record said that uh, Bence Kavari who's 29 years old, used his cue stick to strike the cue ball, which began to spin after colliding with a second ball. Uh, the rules for this is the ball needs to spin without striking the side of the billiards table. So that's the way you qualify for the record. Um, and to me, that's like, duh. Well, of course, that's the only way I do this trick, As I am an expert billiardsman. Billiardsman? Billiardsmen. Um... World Record said that the ball continued spinning for 47.13 seconds, breaking the previous record of 42.20 seconds set in 2021 by the French trick shot artist Florian Venom Kohler. Uh, a friend of mine, he said, uh, Florian, yeah, said, a friend of mine showed me a video of Fabulous Pool shot done by uh, Florian. Oh, said this, yeah. The friend was curious how long I can spin the ball, and we measured more than 30 seconds. This was the point when I decided to practice this kind of shot. Um, He said that next he's going to practice what it's like to not be a nerd by trying to not break world records anymore. So there you go with that. uh, Uber released you know good old classic Uber released its annual list of uh, lost and found items Some of these include a Danny DeVito Christmas ornament, an ankle monitor, (laughs) and a dog, a real live dog. Um, Uber's lost and found index. You can check that out online. It's an annual list of the services most commonly forgotten and most unique lost items. It revealed the most commonly left behind items um, that were, you know, phones, bags, wallets, headphones, jewelry, keys, books, laptops, and watches. I've definitely left my phone in there and wallet before. Um, My pockets are too shallow. And uh, uh, the, that's, listen, Target, your shorts, do better. I feel like the pockets, I can fit one item in it, and that's still going to, like, and it's my phone, and it's still going to, half of it's going to hang out of my pocket, still fall out. Um, I'm talking to you, Target. <laughs> also, I shouldn't have admitted that I buy all my wardrobe from Target. Uh, but listen, that, uh, that happens. Uh, some of the more unusual items found in the cars include a fog machine, an ankle monitor, a unicycle, 16 ounces of fake blood, a Danny DeVito Christmas ornament, a fake tooth, a pin uh, depicting Jesus holding a slice of pizza, a lightsaber, a mannequin wig, a slab of bluefin tuna for sushi, and a single Gucci loafer. Uh, The fog machine and fake blood, that makes it sound like this happened in LA. Uh, I was searched by an officer one time, he opened the trunk, this was after a true crime recreation show. And the officer found a bandolero and a fake gun, and I was like, oh man, this could end very badly. But uh, but yeah. The index revealed multiple passengers managed to forget to unload their pets, including a toy poodle, hamsters, and a pair of turtles. Um, so there you go with that. <laughs> From there, let's do some entertainment news and comics. This is entertainment news and comics of the week. Let's start with comics. There was a, it was big over the weekend. Uh, free comic book day. So I'm just walking over to pick up my stack of uh, free comic books. Um, and so free comic book day was Saturday. I was unable to attend because it was in the uh, hospital. Um, but uh, Paige was able to uh, go and pick up, um, Paige, my lovely girlfriend, was able to go and pick up um, a stack of books for me. surprised me with it. It was like 30 books, which was crazy. I didn't know they were going to do that many this year, but they did. And so uh, the books that we have for that are, um, and I've only been able to crack just a few of them. But I read uh, Conan the Barbarian from the Free Comic Book Day, which is a really good story. Um, though it's kind of like a precursor to what the rest of the series is going to look like, following a young Conan, so could be cool. I want to see the grizzled old Conan. That's what I want to see. Uh, the Fabulous Fury or Furry Freak Brothers. Um, that was pretty good because that was some selections of their of their books over the years. Um, so that was awesome to see. Uh, Spider Man and Venom. That issue is pretty good. Uh, Tom Holland's Fright Night was a fun read and Jeff Lemire's Fish Flies. A huge Jeff Lemire fan and this one is is as weird and crazy as you would expect from a Jeff Lemire story. So there you go. That's for the free comic book week. Um, I'm sure some stores probably still have some of their free comic books. So, you know, hop in and see see what you can find. Uh, For entertainment news, I thought this was kind of cool. Back in March, they had talked about and it had been released to the public that Adam McKay had lined up a very impressive cast for his uh, black comedy called Average Height, Average Build. Um, And so there you go with that. And so um, it is um, Netflix. So Netflix is going to be doing it. And uh, they released the star-studded black comedy that he did, Don't Look Up, which I actually liked, and they released that in 2021. But uh, So right now, Average Height, Average Build will star Robert Pattinson as a serial killer who teams up with a lobbyist played by Amy Adams to try and change the law so it'll be easier for him to get away with murder. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. will play a retired cop who is trying to chase down Pattinson. So there you go. I'm all on board for that one. Uh, and Of course, we have the big writer strike going on currently. Um, as of now, they haven't reached an agreement. Um, but uh, who knows that could change by the time I post this. Um, but yeah, pretty crazy. Um, and so that's going on. And um, let's see. They talk about how though they negotiated intent on making a fair deal um, and through your strike vote gave us the leverage to make some gains, the studio's response to our proposals, this is issued by the uh, Writers' Guild. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they talked about, uh, that they said, though we negotiated intent on making a fair deal. And though your strike vote gave us the leverage to make some gains, the studio's responses to our proposals have been wholly insufficient given the existential crisis writers are facing. The company's behavior has created a gig economy inside a union workforce, and their immovable stance in this negotiation has betrayed a commitment to further devalue the profession of writing. From their refusal to guarantee any level of weekly employment in episodic television to the creation of a day rate in comedy variety to their stonewalling on a free work for screenwriters, and the AI for all writers, they've closed the door on their labor force, and opened the door to writing as an entirely freelance profession. Nah, no such deal could be contemplated by this membership. Uh, yeah, it is. You know, it's one of those things. Um, I totally get what they're what they're fighting for. It makes sense. Um, for sure, me as a freelance producer, my entire career so far has been, you know, in that culture of gig culture, just going from job to job. And that was one of the reasons why, at one point in my career, um, I was asked if I wanted to go union. And to me, it was because they were still on that gig atmosphere. It's one of those things where I, all the people that I knew were in the unscripted, the reality TV side of things. So if I went over to the, um, you know, scripted side, that would be more, you know, I wouldn't have any contacts there. So it'd be a different struggle of trying to start, you know, again, all over. And so that's one of the things why I never went union was because you still need union contact, contacts, and uh, people to kind of, you know, because a lot of times you'll get gigs, you'll work a bunch of jobs, and then you'll get other jobs from people you've worked with. And so that's one of those things where just didn't have that with the with the um scripted world but yeah so hopefully uh hopefully very quickly they get that all figured out in a nice timely fashion and before it affects people's nightly viewing you know what i mean because that's that's what counts the most from there let's do tv so uh some tv shows that i'm watching fatal attraction um popped up i'm uh, i'm loving that so far uh so that's the um it's billed as an erotic psychological thriller uh developed by um alexandra cunningham and kevin j Hines. it's based on the 1987 flick of the same name uh written by james dearden so, there you go. um uh, fatal attraction premiered on April thirtieth. I've watched four episodes of it. watched one at the uh hospital the other day um and it is intense uh Lizzie Kaplan is such an amazing actress amanda Pete, of course um and you got some great actors toby huss um josh jackson brian goodman um but uh definitely like Lizzie Kaplan is the show, and it is. You know so tough and so hard to watch and see what she's going through um but she uh plays it with such uh, pizzazz and uh intensity and she can be so frightening So there you go. Check that out. Um, Love and Death is a series that I've been watching, too. That's got, I think, uh, four episodes out now as well. Uh, That's based on the true story of Wiley, Texas housewife Candy Montgomery, who is accused of the brutal axe murder of her friend Betty Gore. And the the series is based on a book that was written about the crime um, by Joe Bob Briggs, so the host of The Last Drive-In, who hosts movies, and he'll interrupt him to tell you movie facts. And so if you don't know Joe Bob Briggs, he's an awesome writer. And his real name is uh, John Bloom, but he goes by Joe Bob Briggs for The Last Drive-In TV show. But Love and Death is based off his book and uh, is really, really good. So there you go. Definitely check that out as soon as you can. All right, and finally, we'll go to advice. This is the advice section of the week. Um, so, yeah, if you have any advice, comments, or questions, feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That is notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. As I'm going into the advice section, i got to say I'm kind of surprised that we haven't heard any of the alarms go off yet. Literally right before I pressed record, that's why I wanted to make sure I mention it during the podcast because it was like, oh, yeah, it was constant. I was like, this is just going to go on all day. But uh, knock on desk here. Um, So far, so good. But yeah, so advice. So we'll start with the first one. A spouse fears for wife's safety on nights when she goes out with friends. Uh, She makes her way home alone after nights out, and her spouse worries that that isn't safe. Listen, that's a a legitimate fear. I think in some cities, um, you know, definitely whenever you hear that someone got stabbed at 2 or 3 a.m., there's always people that are like, "Well, yeah, you're out at two or three a.m." But which I don't think that part's fair. But it's also a little bit of like, "Yeah, you know, you're more likely to experience some of that type of behavior at that time." Um, but yeah, I think give her a gun, give her multiple guns. No one should have, yeah. <laughs> no one should not be with, without, um, you know, just that, uh, just a big Tommy gun uh, from the gangsters' flicks, gangster flicks of like the 30s and 40s. Uh, no I mean she should for sure at the very little or at the very least should have mace some kind of switchblade I'll always just have my keys positioned where the keys are sticking out in between each knuckle so it's kind of like a little um, like I have a little uh, set of knives on my hand um, if I'm ever in kind of a semi dicey situation but uh, yeah and actually, I just kind of do that all the time. <laughs> like, uh, that's weird, Matt. You're just out for a walk, and you just have that. That's uh, You're just at the grocery store, Matt. What's going on? Um, all right, next one is uh, newly inked and... F- and uh, um, Oh, yeah, so a person just got some brand-new tats, some teddy toos uh, and is going to go visit an in-law who openly hates tattoos. So this uh, person... Faces eight days with a father-in-law who Eight days with a father-in-law who hates tattoos and misses few chances to say so. Oh, I love that. When people have opinions and we will just let you know. Listen, I'm definitely that person too, but I feel like if it's something where it's like that, I won't say it openly to that person. You know what I mean? Because truly, if you have tattoos, you like that. You want the art on your body and you enjoy it. And if that's something you enjoy... It always sucks when people just shit on it. (laughs) Um, But I think she should get a tattoo of the father-in-law looking at a tattoo and being all pissed. Like, ah, very meta. And then it'd be ironic if that's the one he loves. That's my favorite tat. Um... This uh, partner sends short mean messages when he's upset. This guy sends a stream of nasty emails when he's upset, and his long distance his long distance partner is not a fan of that, and is out of ideas for how to get it to stop. Well, you could just tell him stop, but sometimes a lot of people don't want to do that. Um, but that would totally get annoying when the only time you talk to someone in a long distance relationship is depressing. Um, break up. <laughs> that's always an option um, no I think you do need to you know kind of um, go and be vocal and let them know that it uh, it's it's annoying and uh, that there are other ways of talking about things and be like see what I'm doing right now kind of openly talking about it that's what we should do and you should do that when you're upset about something be an adult you little dummy dumb maybe don't say the last part um, yeah well there you go and there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was the advice, but that's also the podcast for the week. I said I was going to try to make it short and sweet for you. So there you go. Um, yeah, special thanks to Nalo and the Unis, of course, for their great music, and you guys for listening. And I did have some people reach out and ask about uh, you know why the podcast hadn't been posted. And so gave you the rundown, and that is that is why. Um, also for Ghost Hunter fans. Um, you know, check out last week was the George Taylor House, an episode called "Unholy Matrimony," and uh, and yeah, great episode. So check that out, and have a few episodes of that season up and waiting for you on demand at Discovery Plus um, or you're on demand. So check that out, and uh, yeah, next week we're or actually later this week, um, this Friday we're going to do the uh, BBC. So our book club, we're going to do another episode and uh yeah as far as as far as now that's scheduled for the episode this week so look for that and we will see you in a week i love you